So this week on Three Sides of the Coin, we are joined by Patrick Stone and Olive Butterside. Um, great band. I highly recommend checking them out. But listen to his great stories. I learned something today. I did not know that they were, Patrick was in the uh, band for LA Kiss. You know, you learn something new every day. Just saying. Yep. Kiss stories, Motorhead stories, Lemmy stories. Right there. That's worth listening to. There you go. And I'm here. And Lisa, of course. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. Two sides of the coin plus two extras. Two sides plus two. Two sides plus two sides of the coin here. It's the hail and the hottie. Yeah, we got everybody. We got everybody here. Heyo and the hottie. Heyo and the hottie. It sounds like a 70s movie starring Clint Eastwood and a gorilla. Good movies. <laughs> um, I don't know why I do this every single week, but Tommy, He's not getting ready. You got oh, any no. you got any comments to read, Tommy? Yeah, I do. Oh, oh, oh. I was made. For like that, the show goes long. Viper 101 said, this is awesome. Testimony from a concert promoter is really important to capture the vibe of most, the most important part of being a fan, seeing the band live in concert. And this is for last week's episode with Danny Zalisco, by the way. Yep. And um, Rome Loves Dan said, always nice to hear all sides of what it takes to put on a concert. Yeah, that was a. I still love that last week's show because that was a great I business. It? I would have loved it. You could have been here, but you you like Tommy get to come and go as you please. You know what? I'm sorry. The, the rest of us have to always be here. No, I don't know about that. Yeah. Mark seems to be disappearing. Okay. I'm the only one that has to be here because I'm the only one who knows how to hit the record button. You're the only one that has to be here. There you go. Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. If, if, if I'm not here to hit the record button, you got no show. That's mm -hmm. as simple as that, people. Well, not really. You can assign a host, but that's okay. It's I know that you Yeah, I, I, I know how well it's worked the few times I was gone. Believe me. Oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I forgot about this. Okay. Continue. So be careful when you haters wish that I was gone because the show will go with me. That's true. Other otherwise, these three will just get on the phone and talk like old times. <laughs> and nobody will know what they said. We'll have no idea what Mark's having for dinner. Old timey. Old timey. You'll have no idea what beer Lisa's daughter brings her during the show. Right. Mm-hmm. No idea who flushes the toilet above Lisa's head. <laughs> we will have we will we will not learn any of Lisa's deep internal fears. Hummingbirds, six inches of water in the ocean. <laughs> deep internal fears. See? Running out of beer. Yeah, that's bad too. Beer. Um, is that all you got to read, Tommy? Yeah, it, yeah we have it, two comments. He really busted his ass this week. Well, I could read more that are just less a lot than of prep. Like those, I thought Tommy made those up as he went along. I'm just throwing it out there. 
<laughs> I actually I can vouch because I do read all the YouTube comments. And I do, I do remember those two. So those were you're legit comments. The, you're going to want to take a look because one needs to go. Really? Read it. Read it. Okay. Um, this is uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Well, there's Paul all Stanley. we need to know right there. Yeah. Paul Stanley's sole BLM station didn't sell. Turns out the masses don't care about not only his gay music, but they also don't care about BLM last year gay like Michael Brennan. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, we know. I, I was just I was going to say, we know the intelligence level of the comment when the user's name is SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, yeah. please. Well, we should edit that out just because I don't want to give that guy any fucking press. Well, that's well, gonna, it, it, they ain't going to get anything because how do you go find SpongeBob SquarePants on YouTube? That is that was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, I mean, I we read them all. Some disappear, some stay, <laughs> and uh, if it pisses you off, we've done our job. The band hammer works well. I yeah, will, you know. Not, not, not that we want to get into a full review here, but I will say Paul Stanley's Soul Station album. I really dig it. Oh, I love it. I think he did a fantastic job. I haven't heard it yet because I went to the store the day it was supposed to be released, only to find out that it's not in any stores yet. Hmm. They well, said that's that a major label stuff. fail. Well, he's the, the guy at one of the stores that he thinks it has something to do with the mess that's been going on for a lot of releases. Um, he had used um, the last Iron Maiden as an example that it, it took him two months to get it out after the release date. So the only people getting physical copies right now are the ones that pre-ordered it, which is fine. I don't mind waiting, but I really kind of, I wanted to walk in, like I've said before, buy the CD, go home, put my headphones on and listen to it from beginning to end. So for the most part, I've been trying to avoid it until I can do that. It's something that I really enjoy I mean, doing. So good. Yeah. It, I, it, 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 it is, it is really good. I mean, oh, it that, isn't the, kiss. There's nothing kiss about it other than Paul Stanley and Eric Singer are on it. Right. But, uh, but I, I, the, the two songs I've heard, because I tried to avoid it. I really, really. His liked. original songs were really good and that's what i'm really excited to hear and and i that's in my wheelhouse as well because growing up motown 60s music was a huge influence on me so i was excited and i just am gonna wait it out if i can to get a physical copy now i you saw know, I, Go ahead. I, was say, I, I wanted to I, I haven't listened to it i haven't gotten it yet but i think tommy and mike more so than well, yeah, Lisa, you grew up in, in Pittsburgh, so you, you get this. I think it's a Midwestern sort of thing. It's been the last few days here. It's been like in the 60s and sunny and warm. You know, we had just a brutal fucking winter. So I've been like pulling out all my windows down music up stuff. You know oh, yeah, I mean? the stuff you crank. Yeah, I, I've been, also been on total sweet juggernaut you know desolation boulevard on continued plays in the car i mean it's just to me that's summertime you know just like van halen summertime you know there's Rush, certain spirit of the radio 
you know, just there's certain bands that just hard to, I, I equate with summertime, you know yep. what I mean? And then those are two of my favorite bands to listen to, you know, that way. I mean, uh, we got the ballroom blitz cranking, you know. Oh, what uh, a great album. Oh, that album's fucking incredible. And by the way, if you're a younger fan, because look, you know, as you know, we got people in the UK and the American version of Desolation Boulevard is actually mostly the sweet Fanny Adams UK version. Most is funny. People don't even realize the, the um, like Fox on the Run, the European version sounds nothing like the American version. It's nowhere near as good as the American version. The American version is the one that, you know, went, you know, up the charts here and is so great. But I know people who mistakenly have like heard the UK version, the original one, because that right here's where the confusion is. That's on the Desolation Boulevard record in the UK. But they kept the same, I don't know why, they kept the same fucking album titles. And the American one and the UK one only have like one or two of the same songs. The rest, the American versions from Sweet Fanny Adams. So if you if you ever want to check that record out, make sure it's the the American version. So okay. just throw um anything else we need to mention kiss related? Uh, nothing new is dropped. Uh-uh, because by the time this airs next the, the, week, the auction will have been done and done. Paul's album is out. Um, I don't think there's anything else. We've gotten no more news about uh, off the soundboard recordings. Um, there, you know, Paul did mention in passing in an interview that he thinks he will be touring with Soul Station before Kiss returns to the road. I think because they can play in smaller venues. Yeah, they, they can do control. spot spot dates. Yeah, smaller capacities, which... I wonder if they would actually come to different cities like where we're at in the Midwest. Well, uh, that's what I would hope for, is that it would actually be a more proper tour, not like what he's done in the past, where it's like, oh, we did a show in Florida, and then we did a show in L.A., and we're done. I was surprised at the beginning. I mean, because let's face it, this whole Soul Station thing isn't a new thing. It's been out for years. Yeah. Um, I how in the hell did he not play like you know the Philly Soul sort of Philadelphia, Detroit, Motown, Fox Theater. Lisa's the Fox still down in in, in Atlanta. Is that yep. still a beautiful theater? Yep. That's what I mean. So I don't. That is really where that music really needs to be played in those mm -hmm. sort. Of really beautiful old ballrooms and uh, i just i'm just surprised that nobody meaning promoters even back then you know had them do whatever but maybe mark maybe back then paul was just doing this as a one-off oh let me just have some fun this week and i'm not interested in really committing to this and now with this album out and he's been getting some amazing press. I mean, Forbes even did something on him. He was on the homepage of USA Today. I mean, if it's this, good, he deserves that. Yeah. So this yeah. might be the reason now why promoters will go, okay, now now you, Soul Station, are all over the press about this. Um, let's do some real dates in real cities that matter. Well, I'm, I'm hoping also, too, speaking of Kiss. Um, there's, I've been paying attention to it just cause I go every year, but 
there's it looks like some not so much Norwegian, but some of the cruise lines are starting to try to yeah. ramp up. Um, I saw that too. I saw and, that. I can't remember which one it was. Said they they this summer you have to be vaccinated, but they right. will they'll bring everybody onto the cruise ships if you're vaccinated. Yeah, so I'm I'm just kind of following that along out of pure curiosity because you know the only thing Kiss has announced is really the Australian thing, and mm -hmm. you know what I don't know what's going on with the cruise. They asked for some money, you know, a month, couple months ago, and I, I sent it to them. Um, well, in Donington next summer too. Uh, not this Down, download got moved yeah. well that, well that's kind of what i'm talking about I'm, I'm like the only thing is just tommy do you know are, are download tickets on sale though i think they've been on sale because i you know obviously the the kiss shows in australia are, are on sale now i mean i think they just added a night and that's in november of this year and if I remember, and I'm just going off of my memory, I think the cruise was the stop before that, meaning they were going to do the cruise and then head down to Australia. Well, I, you know, obviously with everything so in flux, I don't know what's going on with the with the Kiss cruise. Um, we're just even, gonna have to wait it out, you know. One of the local um, music guys was on a radio show here. That's you know, long time, Gary Graff, and he, he mentioned, you know, there's certain bigger acts that may be playing in the fall, and Kiss was one of them that he mentioned. So, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on, and, you know, it, it's just it's just still, you know, I just can't wait to get back to some semblance of freaking word. So, we'll see what yep. happens. We'll, we'll, so, so, yeah, just pay attention. We don't know anything more than you guys do when it comes to KISS tour dates. I mean, what we read is the same thing you you guys read. Correct. Correct. Um, and, you know, just look at news in general. And if you see one cruise line saying they're going to open up, well, that could be a good indication that maybe the KISS cruise will happen under the same types of conditions. But you've just got to look at what other bands are doing. Are other, are other tours happening our other tours being moved you just got to watch what's happening in the Holy. industry well, there's one thing i wanted to add because lisa you you said you saw that article too that one music cruise that's going on though i believe is all from domestic travelers you know that's where i think the kiss cruise one might be a little bit different because there's people yeah, out this of is just my own opinion people i have zero inside yeah. information please don't go oh he's talking coded or whatever no no I, I don't know all i know is that the kiss one is from people from dozens of different countries yep that's going to pre-create its own problem that's just being logical about it yeah. um whereas this one cruise they're talking about um that i believe was the focus of the article they were all domestic, meaning all the people were from the United States that are going, so you didn't have that uh, issue to deal with. So that's all. And I don't know. I mean, obviously, there, there's going to be some some sort of protocol on there. Other, I mean, more so than just being vaccinated. I don't, I'm sure there's going to be some other issues to what, whatever. Uh, but I digress. Yeah, because I want to get out of here too. Yep. Um, all right. So let's just introduce this week's guests 
as in plural. We've got more than one. We've got an entire band joining us this week, a band that we booked because Lisa is a huge fan of these guys. Huge. This is the closest you'll ever see Lisa go fanboy. And trust me, it doesn't even compare to Mark's fanboy. So. I, get, I get fanboy when Bruce is on. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll give you that. But I think that's more of like a friend, a friend fanboy thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I think we actually see Lisa blush this week. Oh, friend boy. What? Oh, boy, did Lisa just give somebody the evil eye. No, my husband was not supposed to be home. We're supposed to be going. I'm supposed to meet him at for the two-for-one wing. Uh-oh. So there's going to be some oh, drama. Brian, I'm going. I'll meet him there. Yeah. <laughs> there's some drama. Um, I can so, tell. so, so we got to get Lisa out of the house to eat. We got to get Mark out of the house to eat. We have the entire band Butterside joining us. And trust me when I say you want to listen. These guys have some kiss talk, a lot of Lemmy and Motorhead talk and stories. Butterhead was personally signed by Lemmy. Butterside. Butterside. Huh? Butterside. Butterside. You called him Butterhead. Butterhead? <laughs> Butterside was personally signed by Lemmy to Motorhead Music, his record label. So got lots of cool stories from Patrick and the other guys in the band. Um, and we get to see Lisa kind of go googly eyes. She's not even paying attention to us. I'm paying attention. I heard I didn't I heard googly eyes. I don't know what that means though. <laughs> All right, let it roll the band Butterside on three sides of the coin. Want to get your official three sides of the coin logo and shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. Hey, Three Sides World, we are joined by the band Butterside. It was kind of a surprise. I didn't think like the whole band was joining us. I thought Patrick was, but Patrick brought the band. Yeah, Actually, we're awesome. allowed to be together now, so we're inseparable. You're sitting on the nice. roadside coming back from Lake Tahoe to Los Angeles. So, I mean, that's how badly they wanted to be on Three Sides of the Coin is that they put <laughs> <laughs> they probably just stopped to get gas yeah exactly they've got gas and this is how they're relieving it talking to us um so um you know there, there there's a couple cool things i want to talk to to you guys about obviously we're a kiss podcast so we got to talk a little kiss otherwise the kiss fans are gonna get freaking pissed at us love it up. Well, get Jeff to brag on. He's close. Let's go. But the, the other thing we do have to talk about is Lemmy and Motorhead. And, and Mark in the cream hat here is a huge Lemmy Motorhead fan. And let, 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 I always like to say that I just don't own Motorhead t-shirts. I actually own all the records. Because you're so that's one of the bands that you see, like, People like Jennifer Aniston and the celebrities that wear Motorhead shirts, and you're like, they don't listen to Motorhead. 
that, that yeah. stuff always kind of bothers me. So again, I've always said that. I'm like, I just don't own the t-shirts. I own all the records too. <laughs> that's the simple, if chicks wear that shirt, that's like they're smoking cigarettes. You know they fuck if they wear that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. So Perfect. Jennifer Aniston, let's go. Yeah. Um, so, so what's the so- what- so I was just going to say the the I'll I'll introduce it but but you guys give us the the backstory. Butterside is signed to Motorhead Music which is Lemmy's record label and he personally signed the band. So give us the backstory. How did how did you get connected to I mean, and and Patrick, I know you've got more stories about Lemmy as well beyond that. How did Lemmy get into the band's picture? Um, well, I was uh, dating a girl. Uh, I, I moved in with her. She was uh, like the she was like the fourth member of the group. She would go on tour with these guys and uh, video. You know, she was the video girl. She was also the girl that got us in all the trouble. She was a lot of fun, <laughs> but um, she just brought me into their world. I mean, before I knew it, I was at rehearsals and and I was at Lemmy place and then Lem and I kind of uh we we connected you know just because we were you know she brought me into that into their world so Lemmy warmed up to me he was super sweet to me because I was uh, her uh, her boyfriend um before you knew it I was like I was kind of like uh cleaning up some of his uh, Nazi memorabilia for him because I was a jeweler and that kind of won over the trust element and then uh I would be at his house going through all of his guitars, but it was, it wasn't until uh, Phil was over at my house one time because we spent a lot of time there jamming on songs and stuff. Phil's been, uh, you know, he's played guitar and demos of mine that I've got that I'll never show anybody. You'd think that with him on it, you'd want to show people, but um, he's just, we just were playing a lot together. Filthy Phil too, the drummer. He and I got really tight as well. He'd come over to my place and we would jam for weeks on end, stay up forever and do lots of dope and stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, Phil asked me to, to roadie for him one day, and then we were out on the road doing the Everything Louder Than Everything Else tour. Um, but the whole time, Lemmy and those guys, were they, were they really liked my songs. They heard a few of them. They encouraged me to be on stage instead of behind it. Um, they just kind of waited in the waited on the sidelines and kept, even Todd, their manager, told me, uh, you know, constantly, you, when you're ready to do your own stuff, you let us know. And uh, finally, you know, Steven Adler took a left turn here and a right turn there, and I was tired of kind of being, uh, you know, at somebody else's, uh, you know, having it be up to somebody else where my future was going to go. And, and I finally said, Todd, I'm ready to do it. And he put me in the studio with, uh, with uh, let me, let me put me in, put me in the studio with uh, Paul, his son, and we recorded the first record. So since then, we've been legit, and we've been just fighting to like get, you know, more and more recognition. So, I. What is Le- what is Lemmy like? Pretty much it. What what what? what I mean, you you know the a side of Lemmy that most fans never get to see or experience. I mean, what what was he like as a person? Well, funny thing is, is that you think that you you know you have a special connection with him, and then you know you know it's it's uh it's rare or you know you feel like it's really something special but to be honest uh you know lemmy was just super sweet to everybody that he really met if you were lucky enough to get past the bouncers and actually talk to him he was really sweet and nice and wonderful to everybody he met um just the kindest soul you could ever know but um it was crazy sitting at uh, the funeral you know and 
one famous person after the next gets up to the podium and starts talking about him. And every story was exactly the same. Everybody was, they had the same story I did. And that was just how they were just so blown away how somebody so amazing and so influential in their lives could have been so sweet and, and approachable and easy to get along with, you know? I mean, look at what he did with his ashes. I was just going to, I was going to bring, yeah, I was going to bring that up to you yeah. guys right now. The, the story kind of broke yesterday or today that yeah. let, let, let me put his ashes in bullets and gave the bullets to close friends. And I'm like, that is just, that's so badass. That's, that's metal, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's one way to do it very original for sure it's gonna suck when your girlfriend's going off and you gotta shoot her in the face and it doesn't work <laughs> 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 just cancel patrick cancel that was a joke these are jokes folks these are jokes it's rock and roll people lighten up we've got a pretty good audience I, they won't take it personally yeah he, they'd yeah. be me they'd be them actually they'll just say probably save me if i get one i'll put it in the bullet chamber and then the girl will go to shoot me and it won't work and i'll go ha ha let me got you anyway <laughs> so oh, so so you're on to your um second album for um motorhead music now and actually um when we're recording this it'll already be out but it on March 26th, um, Spiritual Violence, your, your second album drops. Yes. Um, and you've got a, a song and a video in there that's kind of a, a tribute to Lemmy. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, the song was actually written around the same time we were in the studio hall, and then it just didn't quite get finished. And then uh, him dying kind of definitely made me take that one into the studio with Jay and make sure that it got done on the second record. Um, and I think it turned out great. I mean, the lyrics are, are like, I kind of imagined myself sitting in his seat and remembering him sharing lyrics with me and how he would write and how he looked at the world and just, you know, his whole personalities. It's, it's all about him, you know, and then Phil came in and did the, the solo and he put this crazy symphony behind it. Um, yeah, sick, sick, sick song very very cool tune um and the video i think came out really cool you know we hired this animator who did stuff that we couldn't have done in real life and of course lemmy's not around to have him in the video anymore which i'm sure he would have loved been in but um it was cool to kind of like sum up the entire relationship between him and i you know it was like you meet he's this untouchable character and then you follow him into like this this place that he shared with me and then him falling away and us taking the stage and you know, having all of these, I mean, we get so many interviews just, just because people want to talk about Lemmy. So it's, you know, again, he's just, he keeps kicking down doors beyond life. You know, he, he, even in death, he's kicking down doors for us. So I mean, we can't, we were just so thankful. Well, okay. So speaking of that though, then I'm curious to hear from all of you guys, it being a young band with the way things has changed now, granted, we're going to get back hopefully to some normalness here sooner rather than later. Now that COVID's almost kind of dialing down but how do you guys promote how do you find your audience what what are you guys trying to do to get that rolling i mean it's i don't know you know trying to use social media you know in a positive way and trying to get stuff out there as much as possible and try to you know build up the, the following because that's yeah. that's really all that can happen right now because can't can't play live you know so also just having fun creating content you know like we did a lot of those quarantine sessions 
lots of music videos. Yeah. Um, what else have we done? Lots of live streams. Yeah, we didn't streams. we didn't skip a beat. You know, honestly, yeah. it's like we would have yeah. I mean, being on the road and playing for a you know in another city every single night. That's 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 one thing. But literally, you know, if you've got the right people. And we, we know, we know some guy, he might be on this, this, this podcast himself. Um, you know, we've just got every, we're firing on every cylinder that we possibly have. We've got marketing people. We, 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 uh, we hooked up with uh, SRO, uh, the PR company. Um, we've got a great law firm backing us up now. Um, and we're gearing up to do bigger and better things. And, and believe it or not, the pandemic is to blame for every, like, everything that we've done leading up to this album has been this, it's just, uh, we're stretching back the catapult and we're, we're, we're just now sitting on the content that, that we're going to use to fire ourselves into the future. Um, but it's uh, given us a lot of time to create stuff basically. Yeah. Yeah. But so you made the most of your time. People would call downtime to do something for yourselves. So now you have enough content that when you get back out on the road, you still have new stuff to add. Yeah, we've yeah. gained. Yeah, we've gained a lot of fans. We didn't have to go out and tour. We've we've hit everybody from every direction worldwide through the internet. You know. And now, for That's sure, cool. we know that this wasn't just a phase. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's got to be hard because that's some of the things we talk about on the show all the time is, is some of these guys from the 70s and 80s don't realize things have changed. So you guys are actually lucky that you don't have those old bad habits or the assumption of it's supposed to work this way or another. And you're taking advice from Michael and other people around you, because I still think that music is viable. And I still think people want to go out and see bands and buy records, but they don't know how to find them. Right. Yeah. So you've yeah. got to find them, you know, yeah. you got to, yeah. uh, you got people that, that aren't aware that you're out there, you know, especially, you know, you got to piggyback other people or use, you know, some kind of people that have influence and, and you just, it's a nonstop game. It's not like it used to be where you could create one album every two or three years and then you'd make money, enough money on that to be a rock star. Being a rock star now means, you know, you're writing, uh, you know, you're constantly writing, which is again, going back to Lemmy, one of the, most important things I learned from him is if he wasn't writing, he was recording. And if he wasn't recording, he was playing live. You know what I mean? So it's just like just constantly being busy and being a person of integrity. If we're rock stars, then that means that we're doing something musically every single day. We're creating together. We're making something to show somebody else. We're trying to reach you. We're trying to reach in here through what we've been through in here and putting it out and giving it to you. So, so yeah, we've been nonstop, man. Let, let me let me touch base on you talked about you know one of the lessons you learned from Lemmy, you know Lem, Lemmy's a guy who you know he he's a legend in the industry not just musically but everything he's seen done been part of. What kind of business lessons did Lemmy impart with you? Not just the oh keep recording and keep writing, but did he give you some? some some interesting advice about watch out for this don't do that be careful with this i mean i'm sure lemmy's experienced it all when it came to the good and the bad of the business um he did i think he did a step farther than that and that he said here's my manager my man his manager is our manager now 
So to believe it, believe it or not, I don't think it's gotten hot and heavy enough yet for him to actually get into the game as much so as we'd like him to, but he's, he's there waiting. He's there every time I need advice or I need to talk, or, you know, we always talk about the game plan and what it's, what, what everything's going to look like and how to go about it. But Todd Singerman is still fundamental and he's the manager for Butterside and Lemmy never worried about the business. And to be honest with you, he didn't care about it. He had a credit card. He made sure that like anytime he went to swipe that thing, there was money on it and he never had to worry about a damn thing. He could spend as much as he wanted to he could go wherever he wanted to he didn't have to worry about a damn thing he let todd worry about everything well well i'm completely different i've had to completely worry about every single facet of the music business and, and everything from vi creating videos to like you know every every possible little thing about the music industry and the business let's say i've come to learn it through through getting in it and having to do it myself so i've got a little bit of the best of both worlds but but you know when it comes time to like have actually have to worry about it i'm gonna have the right people i already have the right people in place to take care of it so it's all about who you know and who you trust and we trust todd we trust the people we're with so let's let's talk a little little bit about your his connection here um, nice so talk to us about about the band's connection to kiss well the band's connection i personally um i was hired uh kiss found out about me paul stanley and gene simmons found out about me through uh to be honest i can't really remember how the first one came up but i got a call from my friend michael bell out in oklahoma and they were opening a rock and brews out there so they flew me out to be the singer for uh, a cover band they put together i met a bunch of great guys and we just uh we shared, you know, what songs we were going to do. I don't think, no, we had one rehearsal before it and we all got together at Michael's place and then we played the rock and brews and those guys were there. And then the next thing I know, I was working with Mike, Matt, uh, Mike, uh, Matt Starr a little bit. And then Matt Starr and I went on to form uh, what was the, uh, the Kiss football team band. So they had this football team, an indoor football team right. that played out in play Anaheim. So every every almost once or twice a week we play at a game at, at the Anaheim Stadium, uh, and every time that there was a interception or there was a down, you know, a touchdown, we would play in between, you know, the next play, and then we'd play at halftime. Uh, and Kiss would literally be sitting on the stage to the next of us, to right next to us, you know, talk about nerve wracking, you know, singing Kiss songs on the mic, looking to your right and seeing Stan, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons and the other guys watching you. Uh, but they actually joined us on stage after too long and they, they told us how great. And it was it was magical. Those guys are super cool. I've heard a lot of horror stories from people about how how Gene and Paul can be. But um, total a funny Gene story. Total sweethearts. But I was at away. a Sunset Trip Music Festival one time, and Gene Simmons was walking through the crowd, and there's like this group of people that didn't see him. He was walking right behind them, and he like poked one of them on the shoulder. And then when they turned, he had the tongue out, and everyone was like, "Whoa, what the hell is that?" That was fun. And Jesse Bray. Oh no, I'm just a huge Kiss fan. I have no, uh, you know, I grew up on him. Oh, you're just a fan of Kiss? Oh, we don't care about that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> man, I wish the recollection, man. Yeah, talk about something to learn from. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot to learn. Damn it, I didn't put my phone on silent mode. But um, talking about a lot to learn a business mold. I mean, if there's anybody you want to learn how to be successful in the rock business, it's Gene Simmons to follow. Yeah, yeah you got to follow Gene Simmons and Elon Musk for the stock market. That's a big 
Yeah. I mean, you can't make a penny off of kids without them getting a piece of it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I I don't know between, between uh, all of us on camera here, we've probably bought half of Gene and Paul's houses. (laughs) All the money we've spent on them. Yeah. I think Jeff's probably got, Yeah, I'm not too far behind. Yeah. At least a motorcycle or something. Oh, oh, hold, hold, hold on. Our, our other co-host Lisa is here now. Now remember Patrick, she's the one that's got the hots for you. So play it up. And you're all hockey players. You're all hockey players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jeff, Dubai. Jeff loves hockey. Jeff loves hockey. Jeff loves hockey. Jeff's the Lisa. Friend. Hello, Lisa. Lisa, you're muted. Hello, I'm sorry. Oh, there she is. Hi, Lisa. Hello. That, that's, our, that's our lovely Lisa. Anytime I hear the name Lisa, I think of uh, Polly Shore. Not to date myself, but Polly Shore had this thing about Lisa. Lisa. All the Lisa. Can you do a song yeah. called Lisa, Lisa, or something like that? Yeah, right. Yeah. Lisa, like- Lisa, Lisa, have you ever met the band Butterside? I have. I saw them. I have to put my glasses on. Um, they opened up for LA Guns, I think, like three years ago, maybe two or what three. What town? Atlanta. In Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, three years ago that would have been. Yeah, this is this is Jeff and Sam and Logan and Gabe. You guys are like in a car. Yeah, they're yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're all, they pulled exactly. they're actually in a car, not like in a car. Yeah, they pulled off on the side of the road. They were so eager to speak to Lisa. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. driving to your house right now. All right, come on by. Yeah, we're excited to see you. Now, Lisa, you're a little bit of a fan of Butterside, aren't you? Yes, and I'll tell you why. So usually, not not it isn't it just because Patrick is hot. no but you know what in all honesty when they opened up you know sometimes like i'll be honest i'm not really crazy about what i i mean i watched the opening band but you know but when you guys played i was completely blown away because it just sounded so good Uh i mean it was amazing your voice was phenomenal so i was totally Totally mesmerized. So then I went and got an album after, which I don't normally do. So that was like a first for me to actually go and purchase an album, you know, purchase the CD after the show. I love that. That's why we get out and do it. That's what we're, that's what we're hoping for. You know, So she's, she's, she's the one who bought the album. She's the one. (laughs) (laughs) We told around like three times. Popular in Atlanta that day. There was a lot of people. That's rad. We were, uh, I mean that's yeah that's that's rad that's rad. At least are you gonna get their are you gonna get their new album that 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 comes out on the twenty sixth? Oh okay, I'm a little behind. You, on, I'm gonna be honest with you. So yeah, but absolutely, I'll check it out. Of course, I will. Are you still in Atlanta? I am. I'm still in Atlanta. I live in the like in uh, the suburbs, and I think you guys played at a club called uh, Thirty Seven Main. Oh nice. Oh oh, it's like Georgia. Yeah. That's where, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's where Atlanta is, Patrick. Which Atlanta were you thinking of? I don't know of any other Atlanta, but okay. Oh, right. Atlanta, Georgia. 
Yeah, Maybe there's some other Atlanta I'm not aware of. All right, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> no, but it wasn't in it wasn't in Atlanta. It was in it's 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 in uh, it's another city. That oh, 37 is What's that? It's right. See, okay, so thank you very much, assholes. Because <laughs> 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 when you said that, I was like, I don't think we played in Atlanta. You know, yeah, but we if I would have said Buford, nobody knows Buford. You know, so I, I, yeah. well, except the band that you're talking about would have known. Yes. Yeah, so now, do you think they really know where they're playing? Sometimes it's like they just go to the state. They know the state. You know, I'm being broad, generalistic. Right, you remember, you would, you'd think so, but that one stuck out, you know, and probably because you were there. Did you buy a pair of panties? I remember we just got them into that oh show. What? We did. I'm going to send you some. Oh, I, <laughs> did I did not. But I have, oh, I have... Lisa, you're blushing. She's blushing. I'm blushing more than she is. It's actually. a filter. It's a filter. <laughs> it's a filter, yeah. I Pretend I'm in your filter. <laughs> you hit a button and you're. Isn't and there then, a way to like make all our faces like alien faces too? Well, like the emotion. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll put we'll put uh, hockey masks on all of you. Oh, for God's yeah. sake, Tommy! Look, I'm wearing, my, I'm wearing hey, my, hey, my hey, 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 Pat, Pat, Patrick, is anybody in Butterside a hockey fan? Jeff, Jeff Dubray. I'm two for two. All right, man. Jeff. Family, I'm a Blackhawks fan. Lisa, meet Jeff. Jeff, no. if, if you're a goal, Jeff, if you're a goalie, it's a it's it's a score with Lisa. <laughs> uh, I never played, but uh, Tommy that's Esposito old, is the one uh, that it's uh, one of the best I've ever Jeff done. Izzy. Michael, get tired of his comments. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Don't be that, a douchebag. I'm wearing your shirt, okay? That, that, that's Lisa's <laughs> husband. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> Are you guys trying to get on any um, bills this summer? Any festivals? The bag of douches. We're trying to get on that one. <laughs> we're, on, we're on Rocklahoma. Yeah, we're on Rocklahoma. We're going to Japan. We're going to uh, Europe. Slated. We're just waiting on confirmation dates because of COVID. But uh, I don't think Rocklahoma's uh, switched. I think they're 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 sticking to their date. So I know that by the end of the fall, we'll have, you know we'll be touring all over the U.S. surrounding that. Uh, if the world will allow it. The, yeah, I, I have a good feeling we'll be back on the road by then. I think things will be in full swing by by fall. Hopefully, yeah, it'd be fun to see you guys live. Especially now, I mean, we're so jacked up, and I mean, we're just so ready to do it. We've been doing so much together, creating so much. We just have so much to share. So, the show's going to be, you know, a hundred times better than it's ever been. You know, we can't wait to come to every town and meet every person and have just the time of our lives. We're just ready to get out and do it. Well, and with COVID too, I kind of wonder if maybe some of this is a good thing for you guys because people are so starved for live music. They're probably going to show up early and see every band that plays. That's what I'm hoping. You know, and so it could, this could work out really well. Yeah, I think uh, we were just, we were talking about this together, uh, how, you know, the absence of live music is, I think, made people really appreciate it you know just like you take anything out of your life you start you're going to appreciate because you didn't realize what you had before it was gone and, and then it's gone and now people realize how much they miss rock and roll and i think you know i think uh, it's coming back you know harder than ever you know i agree, pa I agree. patrick back to um being the the la kiss house band i guess you would call it yeah 
who who was or was somebody giving you guys direction on the music to play or did you guys get to say oh well, let's play this kiss t- song and let's play this tune you yeah, know we, what, what was the process there yeah we did whatever we wanted to i think there might have been some kind of a, a rule of like you know you, you have to play like five kiss songs during the day so there was always more kiss songs than there were was anything else but now we did everything from pantera to billy idol i mean it was it was up to us whatever we wanted to do whatever floated our boat and we had uh you know we we had guests play with us all the time i mean uh you know we would swap out it was just it was really matt and i that were the band and then we would swap out kind of whoever we kind of wanted to jam with that week so we had guests coming in you know playing with us from all kinds of you know ladders from all from all levels of fame coming in and playing with us so it was always something new every week and it it was always kind of fun because uh you know you never really you're standing on stage behind the uh, end zone and like you know you never know when you're gonna have to jump into the song so it's like sometimes it was like that very second that you'd be like oh let's play cowboys from hell and then boom you're into the freaking you know you're they're playing that song well yeah i i wanted to ask you how is that playing there at like a, an arena at a, a, a arena football league game how does that differ from being on stage as a band i mean it sounds like obviously first and foremost you were almost on call at a second's notice you had to jump in and play something but yeah. were you getting audience feedback were you getting any reactions or were you kind of feeling like you were the muzak for the arena uh, no, they dug it. You could tell the fans were into it. They really were. And at the end of every show, uh, as soon as the players left, um, you know, the, the entire uh, audience would flood in in front of the in front of the stage and we would have like a little concert. We play like, I don't know, something like 10 songs in a row finally at the end of the whole thing. And it was just kind of like a climax to our whole performance. But um, but yeah, I felt like they were into it. You know, I mean, a lot of places you go and there's there's not a live band in between. You know, it's like they put on you know, top 40 radio or whatever they do in between football games or whatever. So they were into it. It was, it was a lot of fun. I I tell you one thing, the equipment that they had at that place was, I mean, I've just never had a better sound system than, than at that, you know, the the monitor system and everything. It was just like, talk about butter. I mean, it was like cutting butter with a hot knife, getting a good, good mix. You know what I mean? You could hear yourself nice and tight. The guitar sounded great. Everything sounded so huge. You know, in an arena, it's just, I want to live there. I want to wake up and play an arena every day. Now, you only did that for their home games, right? Did you travel? Yeah. No, yeah, just home. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to get back to Lemmy. I mean, I don't know. You know, as a KISS fan, I still look at Lemmy as somebody who is just an incredible legend and an idol in the music industry but he also seemed and tell me if i'm wrong here but he seemed like such a absolute normal guy meaning it's like well i i mean i remember i was at the rainbow once and you know I'm, i just look who's that guy sitting down at the end of the bar just playing the machine it's like you yeah. know it was lemmy but you would look at it and go oh that just must be some local you know well he was <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he was, he was local, but, that's, you, know, you know, that's he just, what he just didn't seem concerned about anything other than hey, I'm just going out and having some beers and hanging out. He, that was every day. I mean, yeah, that's he who he was. He didn't feel he like didn't, he was he acting like a rock star. No, I mean, he didn't, he didn't get dressed up to look like he did. He, that's how he looked all the time. I mean, I'm pretty sure he slept like that half of it. Actually, no, I know better. 
you ever see, do you ever see Lemmy in his uh, cutoff shorts? I was just, I just was mentioning that not his cutoff shorts. I mean, he walked around in his damn leopard skin, freaking speedos. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's how he would answer the door come on in and i'll be right with you you know um just just no you know no shame i love the guy so yeah that was the only i think that's the two outfits you know the uh the, the army man you know what i mean the uh, the military guy and and the and the, and the guy in his, his boxers you know or not his boxers his speedos but oh. that's who he was man that you couldn't turn him off he was who he was hundred percent of the time, 24 hours a day. That's who he was. He moved to that apartment there and lived in that building specifically because he could walk to the rainbow. He didn't drive. He didn't want to drive. I was a driver half the time. I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just who he was. I mean, we took him out to, uh, it's funny. Um, let me actually, I was on a, you know, I was doing some acting. I was on a show called Deadwood. And uh, Lemmy was a huge fan of the show, as was as were a lot of rock stars. The day that I brought Lemmy out to be a part of that show, uh, we had Allison Chains and we had uh, ZZ Top. Uh, Anthrax was out there. There were so many rock stars on set because everybody wanted to be on this show because it was just nothing but swearing, sex, and murder, you know. So it was just it was a great television show. But Lemmy came out and he played a Pinkerton. And the funny thing is, is he showed up looking the way Lemmy does. And they got him all dressed up and he looked exactly the same. You know I mean, he looked like it was the same thing. Like literally you watch the show, the episode that he's in with us and he blends right the fuck in because, you know, he, it, it's like the Pinkertons were just like a bunch of Lemmys, you know, in the top hat and the, you know, the whole thing, but uh, definitely a badass had every right to play that part. He did. Yeah. Did you guys, did you guys ever get to share the stage? Do anything with Lemmy? Uh, not as Butterside. I think. I mean, the closest we came was uh, his 70th birthday party. Butterside played that show, and uh, you know he was sitting in throwing it off of the stairs and just giving me the thumbs up. He never took his eyes off of us. You know that was uh, a beautiful thing. He did experience Butterside to its full. But again, I used to share my music with Todd and Lemmy and Phil you know, my demos and stuff like that. So pardon me. And yeah, um, it, just a huge, you know, there, he's just part of it. Like, you know, oh, so I mentioned, pardon me. Pardon. Yeah. The song that just came out. That, Phil, that they talked about. Phil, yeah. Cool. We talked about the video. Yeah. Really? Really, yeah. Um, the, uh, the altitude's affecting me, but sorry. they, you know, it's like, you know, I, I know I came to town, uh, you know, a, a, a very ignorant, you know, or, you know, not not ignorant but just a naive kid like like you come to la and you got these dreams of being successful and and then all of a sudden you're with these guys and they're telling you you can do it you know you you don't not you, you don't not listen to that it's like everybody in the whole world can tell you you're not going to do shit with your life and you're never going to make it and he's there to tell you you're going to do it i think i'll listen to lemmy instead of the rest of the world you yeah know? yeah i mean to to be to be handpicked by lemmy that's got to be kind of mind-boggling at times to think about. Yeah, it's um, it's just kind of. I mean, it's a it's bittersweet, you know. It's, it's sad that he's. I wish he was still here. It would be so cool. Like to, I mean, we've come so far since he's died. It's just. Uh, I mean, I think that that's what he really saw in in us. He saw in us something that could grow into something that, you know, he knew I wasn't going to give up. I, he believed in me for a reason, you know. 
he saw a lot more in me than I think I saw in myself to begin with. And, and thanks to him and all of the people he's connected with me with and, you know, the reputation that goes along with that has, you know, it's, it's definitely been, you know, when, when we're again, when the world's beating the shit out of you and you don't feel like getting out of bed, it's enough to get you out of bed and make you feel good about yourself and make you feel like you better do something today with your life because, you know, somebody put a lot of faith in you to do something. So let's get it done. Now, even though your second album is is releasing on the 26th here, you know, do you foresee Lemmy having influence on future songs and future albums? Is he going to still be a big influence into the band sound and lyrics? As far as the bass playing, always, definitely, for sure, 100%, no question. Yeah, Jeff? Yeah, without a doubt, especially on the new stuff. Sam? Yeah, yeah, Motorhead was awesome, you know, that's that spirit's always going to be there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's heavy in his attitude. That's always going to be there. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, again, the thing that was most influential about him is how, how, you know, his integrity and like who he was. I never heard him lie to anybody. Like, I, I you just, he, he didn't lie. He didn't have to. And it's like, I don't know, my whole life and my experience, it's like, you know, a white lie here, a white lie there. It's just like, that plays into the whole songwriting thing. It's like the more pure I can be and real I can be and not tell any lies, really reach for the truth, find our real truth and speak it. Yeah, being authentic. Yeah. 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 Living un- unapologetically, you know yeah. what I mean? Just doing what you want to do. That's what rock and roll means. Yeah, he said it like it really was. And that's what, you know, if, if you can say it like it really is and have this kind of talent behind the band, it's going to be it. You know what I mean? If you can put a story that as authentic as the music sounds, which we have, you know, and I think we do, we have that. We, I think we're, this, this album, Spiritual Violence, is, there's not a lie on it. There's, there's nothing fake about it. There's nothing, it wasn't trying hard to be something else. It just, it came from inside and it came out pure as a bell, you know, and, and now working together, writing together as a full team, you know, everybody's as responsible for what we're doing now as the next guy. There's no, nobody's like more a part of it than the other guy. You know, we're all firing at this thing 110%. And I think we all are trying to live up to Lemmy's name and just be authentic, live with integrity and fucking make the most incredible music that burns you to, you know, just lights you up, just, just, just puts, sets you on fire and sends you into outer space. Is, is there one song off the new album that you, you guys are especially proud of that really felt like it all came together in that one track? Uh, we've, we kind of all have a different pick. Um, well, go around. Did, what, what do each one of you think? I mean, as far as like the, the song that came out with like, that everything fell into place for, I think I would say Amber Alert, you know, because everything about it is just so great. And the video is mind blowing to me, at least. Yeah, that one really has a, yeah, it's, it's wicked. You know, if you watch the video or you just listen to the song, even, you know, it's all of them. They're all, they're all really pure. Uh, personally, um, the most heartfelt song for me on the record is one that, that we didn't quite make a single, but we, I think we're looking to make a single for it now is things we do again. That was, you know, a lot of it was written in the trenches of drug addiction before I'd gotten sober and it carried over to transcend into this record. And, uh, you know, it, it speaks about so many of my friends. I mean, I was such a horrible drug addict. I lost a lot of my friends along the way. They literally died in my arms, a few of them. And, uh, this song goes out to one guy in particular, West Arkeen, who was the main writer in Guns N' Roses before he died. He wrote, you know, it's so easy in the garden, a lot of great Guns N' Roses songs. 
So that song was a, uh, just, you know, I used to sit around a, the tweaker house telling everybody someday a choir of children are going to sing on this song. And everybody laughed at me. And then I watched the children's choir, you know, come into the studio at NRG and sing that part of that song with me. And I just thought to myself, this is, this is just, you know, the most amazing thing in the world. So to, to, every time I listen to that song, I just can't believe how the universe has opened up and allowed that these things, all of these things to happen, just the, the, the whole journey how far I've come since, since, you know, how far all of us have come since we've uh, set out to do this thing together. So um, that song's very special to me. Um, but again, all of them, you know, Wide Awake is just so freaking yeah. awesome. Jeff's favorite song. Yeah, that's record, probably be my favorite. But... Because it just smacks you in the face and gets you going. It's just super, you know, just it's so rock and roll. Um, Sam, again, Amber Alert. I mean, his solo in that song is like a, like a UFO taking off. I say it every time. It's just I like, even got to use a wah pedal for my bass. Yeah. On that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amber Alert's always kind of had a special place in my heart. That's the first uh, that's the first track I recorded on when we were doing the when we were doing the things. So that's always been and when I recorded on it, there actually wasn't lyrics for it. So at that time, once the lyrics came out, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like it just yeah. So that's always been special. Well, and it's, 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 it's exciting to hear you guys speak with such passion about the music. It, it makes people want to go out and hear it, you know, because I don't know if everyone always feels that way about the music they're creating. I don't know, but you guys seem to really care, which is cool. Well, you know, I, I could, I could add as, and we're all music fans, but I'm sure we've all heard interviews with an artist, uh, a, a band we love and you can tell in in their enthusiasm or lack thereof that they're just going through the motions. They're just reading what they need to read. They're reciting what they need to recite because that's what management told them to say. That's what the publicist said you've got to do. And they're just going through what they think people want to hear. And those are boring. Those are boring as a fan to sit there and go, yeah, come on, just tell me something that makes you feel good, you know? And, and, and like these guys were just saying, I'm seeing this in you, all of you. It's like, yeah, you guys are just enthusiastic about your own music. Nobody's got to give you guidance and direction. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you've noticed, there's definitely no scripts here. <laughs> yeah. They mostly, they mostly <laughs> just tell us what not to say. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean... but, and, and everybody, everybody in here is genuinely, you know, all we love is music so that's that's all of our biggest loves and we're all very passionate about it yeah yeah you're feeding a flame too by the way because every after every interview i always ask the guys like did i i went on too much i feel like i can't shut up you know i try <laughs> i wish i had answers that were like shorter and sweeter and made more we're sense not. but it's like you know i'm just i don't know i you know we're all very deep and you know there's just a lot, there's a lot in there, man. There's a lot in there and, um, a lot of layers like onions. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I hope that like, you know, it's, I think the answer for us and, and like how we really want to express ourselves and like really convey our message to the world is just record more and, and give you more music so that like you understand us through our music and our lyrics more so than, you know, than interviews, but we're always stoked to talk to people. If, if there's a chance that we're going to, that somebody's going to get interested and listen to us just one person, you know, from, from every interview, like we're just so stoked that we were able to like Lisa, if you're still there, did you fall asleep? Lisa, you still there? I'm listening. 
<laughs> She's sending us text messages about you, Patrick. <laughs> Her husband's checking the panty drawer to see if she really got a pair of panties. From her. Shut up, Michael. Um, no, but you know, like, like she said, she wasn't expecting to see us or be impressed, you know, and I, I feel the same way. We don't go to the opening bands, you know, we want to know that we want to know that it's be good. You know, we show up late and catch the headliner um, and an interview, you know, if you run across something and you, you hear about somebody, it's like the first thing I want to do when I start reading an interview or something is I, I want to see if they're worth reading this interview. So I'm going to go over and check out their music. So if we reach somebody anywhere and they pop on our stuff, that's when you find out that we're the real deal. So thanks for having us. And, and I don't, they- I don't buy a lot of new music. I don't ever, ever buy a lot yeah. of new music. And I, that probably was the first CD I bought outside of like, you know, my normal music choices that I, and I was, like I said, I was extremely impressed. Just the, your, your stage presence was off the chart. God, there were, I, I thought you were going to like jump off the stage. I mean, it was so energetic. It was amazing. And I kept looking at my phone going, oh my God, these guys are phenomenal. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, there's no way in the world that there, that, I mean, the songs that you performed were, and because your voice is so strong, exactly how they were on that on that cd i was completely blown away completely and he actually jumps off the stage now he doesn't have to play guitar now because there's two of us yeah so he now he actually jumps off yeah good lord (laughs) you have to come to the next time we're in town or we're near you you have to come because um this whole thing has just it's if you thought we were real then yeah i mean it was i feel like i was faking it back then i was like just trying so hard because i had to play the guitar myself now i've got two of the best guitar players on the planet backing me up and you know just just the the, the rhythm section connection right here <laughs> um, everybody's just you, you know you think i had energy all of these guys have the energy i did that night and then some, and then I don't have to hold the guitar anymore. So we're just living a constant state of whiplash. My neck's killing me right now from this video shoot. That's, that's just what we do. Yep, it's true. Well, guys, I, I I know you uh, you pulled you literally pulled off on the side of the road from Lake Tahoe going back to L.A. to to speak with us. So I don't want you to be stranded on the side of the road because three sides of the coin talk to you for three hours here or they're going to pull or the police are going to be like what's going on in the car yeah exactly exactly (laughs) they're going to knock on your window roll it down bud what's going on here um (laughs) fill all of our listeners in where can they follow find and get more information on butterside the best thing about the name is nobody's crazy enough to have it if you spell it right b-u-d-d-e-r-s-i-d-e it won't take you long to find us because that that's uh, we're the only thing that pops up. So Butterside on Instagram, Facebook, those are the best two places to find us because there'll be links and everything else. Google. Um, Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Google, not so much. We're trying to clean that one up. There's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if you um, type in Butterside, well, Butterside.com. Butterside.com, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's this guy, Michael Brandle, who's really good at marketing. Nice. He creates these cool link tree things for us. So anywhere that you see a picture of us, there's probably a link tree link right next to it. So, but, but I would say Instagram, that's our, that's our base of operations. We post everything from there first and then it links to all of our other accounts. So Instagram, if you hit us, especially if you, if you want to actually direct message us anywhere, it's, it's Butterside. Cause I'm right there on the other end of that. I get it immediately. I'm yeah, so I super. I don't do the Instagram. You've got to find another Avenue. Facebook. Facebook. They're, Facebook. they're on they're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. Everywhere. Yeah. Tinder. Or at least I can give you my phone number if you'd like. 
That's pretty strange after dark. Lisa, do you want to swipe left or right for for Patrick? Swiping left or right? Yeah. I don't know. Is that how the Tinder thing? That's what Tinder is, right? She does a super like. (laughs) He knows exactly (laughs) what it is. And they make make fun of me. (laughs) Uh, Guys, uh, uh, thank you so much for, for literally pulling off the side of the road and chatting with us, giving us a little kiss talk and a lot of Lemmy talk. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah. Thank thanks, you. Michael. Hell yeah. Thanks, all of you. Thank you. Man. And uh, safe drive the rest of the way back down to LA. We don't. We don't want three sides of the coin to be the cause of an accident. It's snowing. <laughs> it's, it's gorgeous out here, man. It's actually a wonderful drive. It's really great to be out here in the snow and the clean air. It's amazing. Cool. Well, be careful, guys. Thank guys you. Appreciate. It. Thank you. Thank you. Take dudes. care. Bye, God guys. bless. Bye, guys. Rock and roll. So, is that what? It would look like if Lisa went fanboy. <laughs> okay, let's just stop for one second. Okay, there was oh, no. Oh, oh, Lisa, come on now. We oh. give it to Mark. How much? Okay. First of all, okay, well, that's fine. Let me. Have <laughs> I like that. First of all, I got nothing. I got nothing. Just let it go. Just having fun. Mark, Mark, really? Mark, Mark, Mark goes fanboy so much, and 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 we love to let him know about that. That I think for a moment there, Lisa was blushing. I was, and let me be in all honesty. I mean, Patrick's a good-looking guy, and there's no denying that. But that band is really good, and I don't, I don't give out the compliments too lightly. You know, it's 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 very. Their music is very different than, at least I thought so, than. Again, I don't listen to new music, but I thought that that music was a little bit different than the things that I've been hearing. So, well, yeah, I mean, I mean it, listen it, to it, it. If you if you play Butterside, it's not going to sound like Motorhead. Let's no. be clear, it's not no. going to sound like Kiss. It's kind of got its own sound. It's a mixture, you know. It's it's got a. I don't. I, I hate using terms like this, but a modern hard rock feel to it what the hell that means i don't know reminds me of a little bit and this is another band that i like um you know the band lit yeah it's like a heavy it's like a heavy lit to me that's what i think it kind of has catchy um patrick's an amazing singer like i said i don't know if you listen to it or not but oh my god it's it's amazing well, I, I I think based on on Lisa's um, comments here, the 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 first homework is go out and listen to Butterside. Go out and listen to their debut album. By the time you're you're watching or or, or listening to this episode, their second album will be out. So go listen to that and uh, let us know. Is Lisa right? Well, you you know what I, I I'm I'm guessing because I usually do follow a lot of new bands and and before we get the emails and the response boy mark look bored mark didn't say look i don't i don't know anything about them i don't know what their music sounds like i'd never heard of them until today so i'm gonna check them out but that's how come i didn't say anything i'm like i what am i gonna add to this you're learning you were you were listening to learn well yeah Yeah. there's a lot of times where i don't participate but it's because we're, we're probably you're, learning something. Because you're well, drinking well, beer. Like for me, I'm like, I'd never seen them. I didn't know who they were. I don't know what they sound like. And the guy, thankfully, I tell you what, if you don't do a podcast or doing it, it's nice when you have a guest that 
talks. Oh, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I was oh. I was I was going to say that. I mean, you know, we love it when we have guests that all we got to do is get them started and they can go off and talk and bring up interesting things and get passionate and emotional about their music. I mean, the, the Ted Nugent interview, the Dennis Young interview, I mean, any of these people that we just start the conversation and they run with it. I love that. Well, you know, even for me, it's funny because when you talk about the fanboy things, you know, a, a, a when I know when I'm really a big fan of somebody, it's just that I realize we have a, a short time and I want to get as many of my questions answered or points made, you know, especially like, like, like somebody like Nugent or, or Dennis DeYoung, you know, somebody that I'm a big fan of that I followed since I was a kid. You know, this is the complete opposite. So like you said, I sat here and listened so I can, because if you would have started going on and, and I'm just using this as an example, if you started listing all these Oh, you know, I'm a, you know, we, whatever, you know, all the stuff that you guys all kidding aside, you know, I'm not a big fan of the hair metal thing. And if I would have heard like, Oh, those are all our influences. I probably not probably, I wouldn't have even bothered to check it out. But the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm, I am a huge motorhead fan and I have been since 1980, you know, and that's again, I always make the joke about the shirts and stuff, but I'm like, hell if Lemmy thought there was something there, I'll tell you, because I, I met Lenny a couple of times, and I remember one of the times he was just sitting there playing a one-armed bandit, because they were playing at a casino, and I just, you know, went over and said hi, and he just started talking about the MC5 and Detroit rock and roll, and you know what I mean, how there would be no Motorhead without, you know, the MC5, and how how important Detroit was to rock and roll, and it, my, my point is that it, if if the guy, you know, somebody that I look up to, someone whose records I bought every single one, and every time they were here, I went and saw them. I always went out of my way to see them. Um, if, if, if it's okay with that guy, I'm, I'm going to check it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I was listening for. So, and, you yeah. know, and, and, that, and that's, that's what I personally love about music discovery is, I mean, we, we've, Obviously, as KISS fans have been doing this for years, but, you know, if Gene or Paul or anybody in KISS says, oh, I just listened to this album or I love this singer or I love this band, boom, I'm going to go check it out because I've got trust in that. And and as you just explained, if Lemmy says these guys are it and I'm signing them to my record label, there's something there. That's, worth, something that, that's worth trusting Lemmy. At, at least worth checking out at least you know it's worth a spin on youtube yes that that's all that's that's basically what i'm getting to but you know i use that same philosophy going growing up that's how i got into the blues when i listened to everyone from you know ace freely to ted nugent to joe perry to you know uh, jimmy page talking about colin wolf and you know uh johnny lee hooker and all i'm like wow if you know, if all these guitar greats that I love, you know, think these guys love this are, guy. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably check this out. And I've never been disappointed by that. So that's a great way to really grow your music collection and grow your appreciation for, you know, different bands. Go check out who influenced them. And, you know, I mean, we, we, we've always said on three sides, you know, step outside your comfort zone, check out new music, check out other bands. And, you know, and, and not because I'm working with these guys, but
But yes, check out Butterside. This is really good stuff. And take Lisa's word as authority. This is Lisa's. She didn't go all fanboy like Mark goes, but this is Lisa's episode. You know. But you know what? And and, and all and you know. But like you were saying, I'm not a big new music fan. I don't. I don't like new music. I'm I'm very hesitant on getting a you know stepping out of my comfort zone. That's just how I am. Where you guys are a little bit more experimental, I just don't do it. So for something to grab my attention, it's very rare. It's very rare, very rare. So it there like the only two bands that I've actually went outside the zone was Lit and them. I it's funny you mentioned Lit because I've got all their. Well, I don't have like all, but I, I think I have four of their records, three or four. I like them a lot. They're good. It's I funny like they, they've been around since. Was it late 90s? Yeah, and yep. I didn't start liking them until like 2001, 2002. So I had to like go back a little. It wasn't Place in the Sun. It was the one after Atomic. That's when I started liking them. So I had to go back a little and go through the catalog. But I mean, when you hear a song that's catchy or something that sticks in your head, that's what I like. And uh, that's what, I mean, again, and I, I usually during the opening band, I'm usually talking to friends or getting a drink but I was I was totally impressed by this band. They were just so tight and spot on. I was like, damn. So and like, you, like you remember Silvertide? Oh yeah, that was a, that was a band. It was just funny, at least when you're talking about you know really getting into. A, they were one of those bands that I didn't know much about, and then when I saw them, I was blown away, and I was like, Christ, they didn't do any. I mean, this is in the early two thousands, but. Boy, they were good. I, I, you know, I wish I knew what 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 happened to them. They were, that was a great band. Because when you started talking, another band. This was obviously in the eighties. I knew who Kicks was, but I remember seeing them at Harpo's, and I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, I was just blown away. And then I, you know, I saw them one or two times after that. But that's a great feeling. See, I was one of those guys that always went and saw the opening. Yeah, I, I, I always loved the opening bands because it was always going to, well, I shouldn't say always, but for the most part, it was bands you'd never heard of or might have read about in Kerrang, but now the only reason they're touring is because they're third on the bill for a Kiss tour or somebody <laughs> else's tour. And it's like, I okay, I mean, that, that's how I got to see Heaven. And Vandenberg oh and, yeah. you know, Night Night Ranger. I mean, you know, obviously Night Ranger is everywhere. Everybody knows who they are now. But back in the early 80s, when they were a brand new band, it was like, oh, my God, Night Ranger's on the bill. I got to check get, this out. I'm going to get some hate mail for this just because I know some people dig them. <laughs> it's funny. I fucking I had to I always say this. I had to sit through White Lion like three times. I thought they were the most boring fucking band. I never, I mean, yes, that, what's that guy's, the Vito, he's a good guitar player and their drummer, I think was the original drummer in Anthrax before Johnny. They have talent, but oh my God, I remember I saw them once, I think opening for Ace. And then I'm like, oh, it's kind of fucking horrible. And then I had to, I watched, I, I forgot, they opened for a couple other bands. They, opened up, they did that great White Snake tour. It was, it was like, wasn't it like uh, White Lion? Great white, white snake or something like that. They did like a three bill. I saw oh, white I, I, know it, I, I saw them multiple times and I thought they were just the most boring fucking band ever. They were terrible. 
that's just my own opinion. If you love them, cool. But I, I just know there's a lot of guys who really like the guitar player and stuff. But eh, eh, and nothing, did nothing for me. But 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 back to the the original point. Opening bands, I've always loved because you know, yeah, you might get a clunker for sure, but you could also get somebody where you're like, holy crap! I remember um, years ago, probably ten years ago, I went to God, I don't know what monster energy drink festival or one of those festivals like that and playing in the middle of the afternoon was airborne and i was just like i was standing way in the back watching these guys i'd heard their name never listened to them and it was pretty much like lisa's reaction to seeing Butterside. i was like holy crap these guys just blew me away that that lead singer is a maniac on stage and yeah if you love acdc you love airborne i mean it's as simple as that you know but we, their we stage opened, presence was incredible we opened for them left for dead um it was funny it was the total opposite though i lisa this goes to my point i was reading classic rock and they kept talking about airborns you know no one knew who they were but they were coming on their i think it was their first album tour here and and i went and i went to the promoter and i'm like can we play with these guys he's like yeah he put us a bill and uh right was we were fortunate because right i can't remember what song it was but they just started getting on the radio back when that was kind of a thing um and uh you know, we uh, we opened the show. Place was packed. It was uh, that was a great gig, and we had a lot of fun. And that's the same thing, even you know, with our with our one of our past guests. I was I got made sure I got there early on the Kiss tour to see this band called ZO2. Blew me well, away. That's a, that's a whole different thing. ZO2. What's that? That's a whole nother thing. Because I mean, yeah, that was one of the bands that I like that opened for Kiss. But I went early just to see them. You know what I mean? Well, I, I went just the first time just out of pure curiosity because if I wouldn't have liked them because, you know, I saw shit a dozen shows on that tour. You didn't I wouldn't see have them before up. that? No. Uh-uh. You didn't know them before that? Oh. I, no, I, 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 had, I had no idea who were, they were. Really? Before the, no, I, that, that's what actually intrigued me because oh. at, that, at that point in time, you know, when ZO2 was out touring with KISS, most of the time, bands now were putting openers on that were already known, that could already sell tickets. I mean, that was the point. ZO2 reminded me of seeing Kiss in the 80s when they'd have a band on that you didn't know or barely heard of. And that's, you know, that's fun because you might discover gold. That was the cool I, I, thing about an opening band. And then the same thing happened. They, we actually played a couple. We opened Left 4 Dead, opened a couple of shows for ZO2, and they came through town. So, I mean, same thing. I went to the promoter. No one knew who they were. I mean, they weren't getting no, any airplay. you guys knew them before that. No, no, no. We, I, that's how I, I saw them with Kiss a bunch of times. And then you didn't see them when Polly was in Kiss Nation? Well, you know, put it this way. I'd seen them at the expos and stuff, but I didn't put two and two together. You know what I mean? Keep in yeah, mind, I, I live in Detroit. That was, I, but that was, hold on, Lisa, that was an East Coast thing. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? That wasn't, that wasn't, I'm in Detroit, you know? Uh, okay, that, it makes sense because being in and, 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 and listen, at least for me, and, and, and if you're in a tribute band, don't take this personally. I never paid attention to who was in the tribute band. It's like, how did you sound and how did you look? 
I wasn't all into, oh my God, it's that guy who's the drummer. It's that guy who's the, the, the guitar. That made, that meant nothing to me when it came to Kiss tribute bands. I was easy. I, again, you know what? And, and it's, look, I, boy, how do you say this? Cause I have, I have friends who are in Kiss, Kiss, Kiss tribute bands who I like a lot, but yeah, I, be honest. I, and it has nothing to do with Kiss tributes. I'm just with the tribute band industry in general. I don't even know if you want to call it an industry, but I don't know. Just as somebody who has always played in bands that played their own music, I, I just never, it's not that I don't, I appreciate what they do and I'm very happy for them. Um, but it's like, I don't, I, I guess it's, it's the best way to put it. It's so foreign to my thinking. You know what I mean? I always like want to play music that I wrote or I had something to do with. Don't get me wrong. I do, I do my kiss show once or twice a year, but that's, I don't want to say it's a goof. I mean, we don't dress up or anything. We just go out there and I play some songs that, you know, play songs that I like, but that's, that's, what do you call it? That's the, uh, the cherry on top. You know what I mean? Uh, the ice cream itself is the writing and recording your own stuff. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that the same thing that, that I guess the point I was trying to make, especially back then, late nineties, early two thousands, the whole tribute band thing was very regional. There was like one that was in the Midwest, yep. one, yep. Coast, one that was, and matter of fact, to be honest, it's still that way. Um, there's, less of them now but they're still pretty much territorial um you know there's one out west there's you know one closer to me one closer to you know one in florida and god bless them all i I think it's great but just for me i never paid attention to that stuff just because it didn't appeal to me it doesn't mean that other people didn't like it or it's any less cool but it's just I never got it to, to tell you the truth and again insert kiss with aerosmith tribute or Black Sabbath tribute or whatever tribute. I mean, just, I, I guess, you know, I, I see those things as almost like an Elvis thing. Like, you know, once Elvis is gone, then maybe the same thing like when Kiss is eventually gone. Okay, I get it. But while the, the band is still active. You sound like my brother. That's what my brother always said. Cause I go, Mark, come go see this Billy Joel tribute band with me. He's like, I have a hard time liking a tribute band when the guy's still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I, what he always I, says. That's I, what he would go. I want to be crystal clear. I'm not putting not putting it down. I'm just saying it just doesn't register with me. That's all. Yeah, I love the tribute band. Some people, I mean, and that means any anybody, not just Kiss, but really yeah, right. you know, whatever. I enjoy that, but there are some people that are just not up their alley, and it doesn't, like you said, it's not like you're dissing them or anything. It's just not your you know what you know what i love i love when i go see a band opening or go to an a, and i've done this plenty i have tons of local bands and bands i've seen um other cities i'm like hey that's good you know what i mean um and i'll buy I, it was funny i remember on the kiss cruise the very first kiss cruise it was a country artist um what was was that the brian collins band brian collins band and nothing ever became of it but I listened to and I'm not a country guy, but man, it was fucking awesome. So I, and it was funny. They have a, they have a single on their little EP that I bought that I, that song's dynamite. I don't know how it didn't become, well, I know how it never got any distribution and was never got any promotion, but there's a song on their EP that I bought that I just absolutely love. And everyone I've ever played, played it for loved it too. That's, that's more so what I'm into. I, I'd rather, 
go see a band play all their own originals. And then much like you did, Lisa, with Butterside and be blown away enough to go buy their CD or ask them how to get their music. That's to me, that's, that's what I like. And another, another good band that I forgot to mention that also was phenomenal as we were talking about lit and this band opened up for lit. They're called the biters, the biters, the biters. I remember them. Yeah. Oh my God. When they came out and they were, they were here in Atlanta. They were a local band, had no idea who the hell they were. But I remember them opening up for Lit, and I was like, this band is phenomenal. And I called Brian, and he knows I he knows I don't step out of my musical taste, like I said. And uh, I go, Brian, I got this band open up for Lit. They're called The Biters. He goes, wait a minute, you like a, you like a band other than your, your only five you listen to? I said, yeah. He goes, so they must really be good then. But they were... They're another great band. That now, now, aren't the, the Biters have broken up, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. But that should be part of the concert experience. You know, I see a lot of bands because of all the photography, and I would say there's something good almost about every single one of them. And every once in a while, you find a few that are amazing. Like, yeah, when I, when I saw that last New York Dolls tour, they had the Chesterfield Kings who have since disbanded, but they were great. Um, you know, we there's so many great acts out there that you'll never discover if you don't go check out the opening acts. I, I, what was the opening act for KISS uh, for the reunion tour? Oh, it was a variety of them. Yeah, yeah they were all- Give, give me some names. There's a, there's a band that I saw. Degeneration. That was the worst band I've ever seen. Oh, really? I loved them. Oh my God. They were the oh only god. one on that tour I actually liked. Oh my god! Oh my god! I, I'm sitting in the front row, and all that guy did was spit. That's all he did, and it was just—he he just hocked up loogies and would just spit them. Ta- ta- Tommy, in 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 Minnesota, at least I think it was the Mankato show. They, they had a band like Outhouse or Junkhouse, or I was—I I was just like. Where are they finding these bands? Because most of the bands were, I'm just like, they were they paid to no, play on tour. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, they well, got they contests. got no business being here. There was some contests too. I think that were won yeah. in some cities like that, giving regional or local bands a shot to open. Yeah, there was a multitude of bands that opened on that tour. Yeah, it was. You couldn't. You had no idea from one night to the next. It changed. It was one thing I kind of didn't like about that tour. Not that I was going to see any of the opening bands, but again, I didn't know of Degeneration until that tour. And I was like, I like this. This is, this is good. I, 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 I liked them to me. One of the coolest feelings being a music fan, especially an older music fan like us is that moment you discover a new young band that really gets you freaking excited that you can really sit here and go, man, I love these guys and I want to follow them. I mean, you know what to find another band that makes me feel like I am about cheap trick or kiss or any of your favorite, because they're out there, people, you just got to look for them. You got to give them moment, a chance. Yeah. In this moment, Blackberry smoke, those there's a bunch of them. Hey, you know, that would be a good homework question, too. What band, what opening band did you see that you didn't, in, in other, the, the, I guess it would be that you didn't even know who they were 
you know what I mean? It's different if you're like, like, again, you know, I, before Airborne, I, you know, I read about them, but I'm talking about walking in, you're like, oh, fuck, who's this? Degeneration's a great one. Um, for yeah, me because, hey, I really liked it. And, and it doesn't have to be a band that opened for Kiss. Just or any big. opening or band anywhere of any size that, yeah, to Mark's point, you walked in going, I've never heard these guys, and you walked out going, I'm a fan, I love this, and I want to get all of the music I can find. That's happened a few times on the Kiss Cruise, too. They've really picked some really, really good bands. Um, God, what the hell? Um, look at the time. Look at you getting like guys. What did, what did, what did Tommy say? What did you say, Tommy? Steel Panther. I like Steel Panther. Oh, God. That's not a real band. That. Brian cannot stand that That's band. why I love your husband. He's, hey, he's got incredible pace. He's Listen, like, I don't understand him. I think the gimmick's dumb. I personally like them. I'm going to go at the end of April to see them. I, I, I have no problem oh. going going to see them because they're, they are a fun band to go see. It's not a legit band. We've had this discussion yeah. before. They're a parody of the bands I but like. Yeah, but to put it this way, they're mocking everybody. Yes. They're mocking the fans. And I don't have a problem with it because I think the fans of that, I don't even want to get in. I just don't like that stuff. It's always been disingenuous. And this stuff's even more disingenuous. Put it this way, no. This is, this is the, Steel Panther is the epitome of what, Johnny Rotten said when he said, you, did you, what did he say somewhere along the lines that you ever feel you've been cheated? <laughs> that's, that's exactly the, the intent of what Johnny Rotten was saying with a band like Steel Panther. You ever feel like you've been cheated? They're purposefully, they, again, it's, it's, it's a ruse. It's, it's just stupid. Yeah, Brian. Like, it's funny because I, I got friends that like, that whole whatever, you know, I, I said it before years ago on the show, the whole death but all but metal. It's, it's put it this way. I do, I love that kind of humor, but it's like after 10 seconds of it, it's like, this is horrible. It's like unlistenable. It's just dumb. And don't get me wrong, I love dumb humor. It's, it's, I, I get the joke. I see right through it. It's not funny after 30 seconds. That's it. I'm done. We'll never have Steel Panther on this show. Oh, you can't. We'll just yep. we'll have one guest. <laughs> Although it, it would probably be a very funny and crazy episode, but I'm not as I'm not as extreme as Mark is about them. Um, I saw them at Vegas at a private event, and I I laughed my ass off and had a, a great time. But it was like I laughed my ass off when I went and saw Penn and Teller too. It was comedy is what it was yeah, yeah. oh totally but i it, guess i would rather spend my time laughing like that than sitting through a lot of bands that I'm. oh no i'm with you there's I, there's a lot of bands i would much rather see steel panther over Believe I'll, take steel me. Pan I'll take steel panther over warrant just because of the funny factor because <laughs> i'd be laughing at warrant for a different reason <laughs> warrant. huh you played in Warrant that summer tour. Was it 2019, Michael? That's Actually, right. Something like that. that, yeah. This is like this is like the o LFD opened up for you. Yeah, we opened up for them a couple times too. Just eh. Mark, when I, just, I go see when I go see Still Panther next month, I'm gonna make sure I take a lot of pictures for you. There you go. There Paul you go. Stanley personally picked Warrant to open his solo tour. His first I solo that. tour. I was there. I saw. I was. I was I there too that. in Detroit, and you it know, was, look, they're they're basically just a boy band that 
that they, and as you know, my, this is the one thing, and you know this is true, because we've talked about it before. They didn't even plan their fucking record. That first fucking record of there, they had different, I think a different drummer, different guitar players. Don't, don't, again, people don't realize it. And that's another reason why I guess I have a case of the ass for them. You know what? Those fucking, the guys you saw on the record didn't fucking play on it. You know like, what I mean? It's like, like, like Kiss? Alive too. <laughs> it's, it, it's, put it this way. They didn't, Kiss didn't get discovered and then they're going to go, okay, you're not going to play on your fucking record. That, they were, they were a prime example of a band that they put together going, we need the, the cute one. We need this one. That we, it's like, there's, it's terrible. And I just don't like the music. And trust me, I've tried. I have tried. All right. Final homework question. Wait, I wait. Fine, before final homework question. Mark, where are you located today? In our kitchen. Okay. I didn't I didn't feel like going downstairs. It's just too fucking cold. No, I just I was hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean farther away from the refrigerator. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 vicinity to food is all that matters. It is the refrigerator is right there, and we're just about there. <laughs> Cereal? Uh-huh. Cereal. <laughs> <laughs> See, our kids have now moved out, so it's just cereal now. So now you now yeah. you really know how you rank, Mark. Once the yeah. kids are gone, the food gone. I don't give a crap, Mark. Eat whatever you want. That's exactly where we're both at. And we're, Here's and some we're crackers. At. Well, because, look, when my daughter was, was she was she was the last to leave. And she was, yeah, like, let's just said, she was the diva. What are we having? It's got to, you know, I, I, was, I, I love my daughter more than life itself. But she was very picky in what she wanted to have. And, of course, we fucking went right along with it. So whatever she wanted is what she got for the last 25 years. So she just moved out. And now it's like, fuck it, cereal. Fuck it, cereal. So, so what, what you're <laughs> saying, Mark, that you wanted. You know, I was just going to say, so, so, Mark, so what it comes down to is now when it is exactly what you want, all you want is cereal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love having fucking cereal. Are you kidding me? Who doesn't like fucking Chicken cereal? Salad. Yeah. There we go. That's all we're going to do. I might have, you know what? I might throw some fucking microwave nuggets in the and just eat that. I don't. Tonight it's two for two, two. What is it? Buy one, get one wings. Boom. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. I see. This isn't a big fan. Of, I see. I like a B. We have a B Dubs not far from us. I like it. No. Liz doesn't. So I'm heading I would, I would, yeah. Isn't Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday's two for one wings, right? Yeah. It's all over the world, two for one wings. Now at least I might have to do that now. Because, <laughs> okay, hold on. The wings game is on at eight. It's what? It's almost seven. I may have time to run up and get some. Eight? So you can have wings for the wings. There you go. There you go. So. Tom, you're sorry. All right. Can we? Can sorry, we all right. Let, let, let's wrap this up. Sorry. We've got, we, we made Mark hungry all of a sudden here. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Lisa. We turned the topic to food and look what happens. Mark thank is done. Right. <laughs> and, and 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 you know what though too you can tell this is the upstairs there's no hint of kiss anywhere it, it actually looks like an adult lives there is that a brown wall in the hallway or whatever that is there's very pretty color burgundy beautiful mark mark is like burgundy what's the hell is that it's color correct. i didn't pick any it's very pretty is it right away it's like okay jeans red paul's purple then <laughs> Was Mark St. John Burgundy? I don't know. (laughs) This is going to keep up now tonight. (laughs) 
Oh, Mark, Mark is like all of us guys. We just know the basic colors. We don't know all of the variations of those basic you know, Roy colors. G. Biv. Right. That's all I need to know. Yeah. yeah all right. Just... All right. There's a plethora. That's a big word like gymnasium. A plethora go. of homework in this episode. Yes, there is. There is. So answer something. Oh, we didn't leave do the it. second homework question. We didn't, I interrupted you. Oh, I don't remember what it was now because you interrupted me. Sorry. Lisa, I love the hot librarian glasses, though. Yeah, I do. <laughs> they got to come down a little bit lower, though. Just <laughs> there we go. There we go. I'm my Steeler glasses back this week. No, every... don't wear Steeler glasses. That's I'm not going to say what it is. I'm going okay. to get I go to Pittsburgh this weekend and I have to go pick up a new pair because the little screw keeps coming out. Uh, does it literally have like the Steelers logo on the glasses? Yeah, it's it's oh, yellow. Lame. That is lame. Oh, oh totally lame. You're just jealous because your teams don't have that. Don't get all jealous and crazy. Oh, listen, I wouldn't have that even if my team was winning. Okay. That's like putting on glass. How come your glasses don't have a kiss logo on it? Because I haven't made them. I'm sure there's some to be found out there. <laughs> I have a Paul Stanley eye mask. I got the Kiss auctions and a, a, a Levi's uh, Kiss Army jacket over there. I just got today. If I have too many beers, I buy a lot of stuff on Kiss auctions. <laughs> <laughs> Can we say good night, Gracie? Yeah, good night, right. Gracie. You guys know what to do with your homework, and we'll see everybody um, next week. And let me just confirm: yes, we do have a guest next week as well. Okay. All right, that's it, everybody. We're out of here. See you later. Bye, guys. Later. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.